Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It'll be okay. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth. This is a podcast in which we talk about the issues that matter. And we have a lot to talk about today, isn't it? Quite a lot has happened in the last uh, couple of hours and, and so on, and it's just moving. So today on our show, today being Wednesday, we're still in the month of May. Much to our chagrin, we woke up, and here it is. Today being May still, and Wednesday, it's we're pink Wednesday, obviously, but we have a lot to talk about. Just so, just a couple of days ago, we read where a young woman in uh, in uh, New York, in Central Park, uh, committed the ultimate felony. I mean, committed, it wasn't a felony, but the ultimate, how shall I say, the ultimate uh, response that a person can do is calling the police on a black person, especially when it is not warranted, especially when no crime is being committed. Uh, uh, we're referring now to 911 as the new customer service for racists everywhere. It's their, call, it's their trump card. It's their calling card. It's, uh, it's the one power or tool that they feel because they're justified knowing that when the police show up, the police are going to be biased towards the white person and more than likely will either kill the black person or will arrest the black person. One of two is the outcome, and that seems to be the desired outcome for racists everywhere. Just a few days ago in Minnesota, a black man was killed in broad daylight in front of everybody, in front of witnesses, and the police did not seem to care that they were killing someone while he was on the ground. The man kept saying, I can't breathe. Please don't do, don't do this. He didn't do anything from what we understand. It was suspicion of a robbery was the official police statement, except that the witnesses to it were filming it from, day, from the minute it started. Again, another black life lost to police violence in our country. And you are all expecting us to sit back and not think there's racism. So just when we thought, well, maybe it's just the police, maybe the police have reasons to be race, you know, to practice their violence. Here comes this woman, Amy Cooper, <laughs> who is in Central Park, in an area of Central Park where the signs clearly say, do not unleash your dogs in the ramble because people are walking about, children are walking about, and she unleashed her dog. And when a black man told her to please put your dog on a leash because you're disturbing the eco the eco-friendly system and disturbing the environment that is there to be protected, she starts yelling at him and telling him to put the phone down and not record her. She's obviously acting racist and she picked up the phone and she called nine one one. And she hired a PR service overnight, but prior to that, when NBC News contacted her, she actually said she saw the police as a protection agency, protection from what and from whom? Uh, that was my first problem with that. She saw the police, she sees the police as a protection agency and recognizing that a lot of people in the country don't have that luxury. Well, 
too bad for her because her employer fired her. And they just, their stories that we don't want anybody who is racist who is hired, you know, who is us. She'll find employment because there are people out there who will hire her and who probably will form a think tank around her and say she's justified in acting out who she wants. Well, just like they feel they're justified, we're justified in calling it an outrage. She's a disgrace and she should be fired. Now, the, the black man in question is saying, well, he doesn't think her life being torn apart warrants it. He's just displaying Stockholm Syndrome, right? He's aware now. He's feeling sorry for his captor. But if he were dead, it would be a different story. If he were beaten up and by the police and ended up in the hospital and dispossessed, it would be a different story. But the big question really is how 911 has become the new customer service hotline for racists everywhere. Criminal justice reformers, can we tend to focus their efforts on the state's exercise of power, the police departments that arrest and detain Americans, the prosecutor's offices that charge people, the courts that sentence them, and the prisons that house them. What's often overlooked is the fact that ordinary American citizens wield the state's power against each other. And we're going to get into that. In New York City, a white woman threatened to call the cops on a black man after the man told her to leash her dog in accordance with city law. So he's observing the law. And she was fired from her possession after the video got 29 million views online. For white people, the power of the police state is a tool used to arbitrarily enforce racial order. For black folks, the police state is simply another means of legal extrajudicial execution, even when such incidents are filmed and posted in viral clips online. Black lives are often violently taken. The police were aware in Minnesota that they were being filmed, and he didn't care. He still had his knee on the man's neck until he, the man lost consciousness. He still had his knee on the man's neck. He still did, even while they were taping it. The city of Minnesota did fire the police officers, but the man is already dead. His life has been lost. Doesn't that matter? Doesn't a life matter? I want to see the police capture a white man, beat him up, and put him down on the ground. There would be such outrage. It would be unbelievable. Well, this is why it has to be equal across the board. Regardless of what a person has done, I know that people are violent. Yes, I have been violated against. And when they came and got my ex-husband, as bad as he was, they did not beat him and put him down on the ground. They said, sir, please step outside. Till treated him with dignity and respect, even though I had bruises on my face. There is a way in which you can effectively police. And this was done by white police officers, and my ex-husband is a black man, right? So there is a way in which you can still effectively police without being brutal and without killing black people. And there's nothing that the police can say to cover themselves. There's nothing they can do to cover their tracks. The evidence outweighs outweighs their claims that they're not racist every time because the evidence speaks loudly that they are racist and they are part of the racist tool that continues to kill black people indiscriminately. What you're hearing now from people like the Black Lives Matter movement is that enough is enough. This is not a new problem. Policing began hundreds of years ago. The Ku Klux Klan was the first white police agency ever. 
their job was to capture slaves and make sure that they were they were beaten. So this the white power has always used police power to wield on black people. So this has been going on for hundreds of years. I guess the police feel that it's their heritage, that they have to live it out. But the devil is a liar. This is going to stop, and it has to stop. We can't continue like this. This man was just in Central Park on Monday. It was probably a holiday for him. He was probably just went to enjoy nature like everybody else. And this woman is walking her dog, and the way she had the dog in a chokehold, she probably was not because they ended up taking the dog from her. So she probably was not uh, as maybe, you know, loving as she should be towards the dog anyway, because she did have the dog in a chokehold. But my thing is her assumption that the police were there to protect her, that she she lied on this man. She said the man was threatening her. He did not threaten her. He simply said, put your dog, put your dog on a leash because this is an environment. He didn't threaten her. She called the police. And her assumption, <coughs> excuse me, is that the police are going to back her up, even though she lied. That's really why they fired her, is because if the men were not black, she would not, would she have called the cops? If the man were a white man, would she have called the cops? No, she wouldn't have. If the man looked at least a little white, would she have called the cops? No, she would have probably called him a jerk or called him some other kind of name, but she would have kept it moving. But the reason that she called the cops is because the man is black. Even the mayor of New York City had to agree with that. And the mayor is a white guy. He had to say, we know the reason she called is because he's black. No, she needed to be fired. And she needs to be censored. And I bet she's going to get a talk show on Fox News or some foolishness like that because they don't seem to censor anybody, right, or or fact check anybody. And they're going to say she has a right. Well, I have a right, too, to speak up. I have a right, too. The First Amendment or whatever amendment that controls free speech, it does not exist just for you. It exists for me, too. And this is the problem that we're having in the society. We all need to recognize that the laws are there to protect all of us. And it's time the police stand up and say, we're here to protect everyone, not just those who look like me. It's time for the police to stand up. And the, you guys, you police officers who know that there are people in your ranks who are racist to the core, you need to excoriate them from the force because they're vicious and it's right across the board. If this woman did not know police officers were racist, she would not pick up the phone and call them knowing that they would defend her even though she was lying on this black man. We see this happen over and over and over again. We saw it happen at a Starbucks in Philadelphia. Two black men were having a meeting with a white man. The man was late for the meeting. They're sitting down waiting for the man to come. And the racist barista behind the counter picks up the phone and calls the police department to say two black men are trespassing because they're not buying anything. Haven't we all been in Starbucks waiting on someone or reading the paper or surfing online? Haven't we all done that? And then we finish our, our, our coffee or whatever. I drink chai tea, yeah, right? And then haven't we all sat there and waited and had meetings in Starbucks? So why did she pick up the phone to call? Because they were black. The police actually came and arrested the men for nothing. It took the people who were in there and the person they were meeting with to raise such a stink about it and raise such a fracas about it that eventually the city of, the city of Philadelphia settled with them. We saw that happen at Yale University. 
a black student was taking a nap in a student area, a public area, in a public area of the college. She presented, when confronted by racist campus cops, she presented identification. She took them to her dorm room. And still, they still thought that she was not a student there because a white student decided that she was ugly and she was going to be ugly. It is the truth. It is what it is. People are ugly and they're racist to the core. Their racism makes them ugly. And they act out ugly on people of color all the time with impunity and get away with it. And I am saying the time is up for that. Talk about the Me Too movement. This time is up, brother. This time is up, sister, for you to get away. If you think in this day and age you're going to get away with calling the police and lying on a black man, saying, saying you were threatened when nothing like that happened, and thinking the police were going to show up, baby, you lost your job and you should lose everything else. You, she should not get a job nowhere in New York City and experience what it means when this oppressive economic system comes down on you with its full weight, when you're waiting for an unemployment check and the unemployment system glitches and you don't have any recourse, you don't have a bailout to go to, you don't have any other recourse and they can just randomly just do things with you, she needs to feel what it is like to be disempowered and powerless and then she will understand what it means. I'm telling you, if you guys don't think a revolution is coming, you need to think again. People have had it up to here, and it's going to bubble over and boil over. It's just a few years ago that the Central Park Five happened. They were the wrong kids. They were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And the city of New York pinned, and the prosecutors and the police pinned a murder charge on five young boys for nothing. They eventually won and got money, but their lives were already destroyed, destroyed their families, and destroyed them because they were black when the person who actually did it was a white man and he was already, he got picked up on a, on a, on, on a traffic charge. He did it. And they never attempted to look anywhere else. Anytime they want to close cases, it happens in prosecutors' offices. They want to close cases, they, they pin it on the most vulnerable and the most powerless. They pin it on people. There are so many people in jail right now who say they really are innocent. Just recently in Michigan, a man was released after serving 38 years of a life sentence for a crime he did not commit. How did he get into jail? Well, he's black. Shall we start there? Powerless, let's start there. And sent to jail by a white society made up of white prosecutors and white police officers who pinned a murder charge on him that he had nothing to do with. He couldn't possibly have committed because he was already locked up at the time. They knew this. And they still did it anyway. Pinned the murder charge. Changed the record. How much of this is going to continue? And how much of this can continue? This stuff has got to stop. This, this rampant racism where you, a white woman can feel justified. So, 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 so let me ask you something. This is how we all should start boycotting all these stores. So for all of you uh, people black people and brown people who like to go to malls and shop at these stores, y'all need to start boycotting them. Stop going to their stores and let the bloody malls shut down. Why? Because when you show up in a mall, if I go into a mall and I'm walking around in a store, I'm minding my own business about to make a purchase, me in all myself, and some white chick decides, some woman, some white woman decides that she either does, she just doesn't like my presence 
because I'm black. So she's going to object and she's going to call the cops that I hit her or I, it would be, I would have sued her and everybody in that damn store. They wouldn't have a damn leg to stand on when I'm done with them. Do you see what I'm saying? We can't continue to let this happen. The white police establishment needs to stop letting white people feel that the police are there as their protection agency, as their backup, and as their customer service line. Did we not just deal with this a few weeks ago in Oklahoma where a black delivery man was prevented from exiting a gated community? He was accosted by a white man who, listen to this, called the police and said that a trespasser was on his property. The man wasn't even on his one-eighth of an acre. He doesn't even own an acre of land. Negro, you want to talk to me? Do you want to talk to me? Come over here and talk to me. I got land. He doesn't even own an acre of land, but he's going to call the police and say somebody is trespassing trespassing on his one-eighth of an acre. This is ridiculous. The man who shot Ahmad Aubrey, the two men, the father and son, they shot him. They didn't own the house that they claimed this boy was on. Every, the house was under construction, and everybody went to look at the house under construction. The people who actually owned the house didn't shoot him. But these people just felt justified that they could just randomly shoot black people. Where are you all getting this idea from? Are you lost? Do you not know what time it is? Or do you know, not know what century you are living in? Have you forgotten that this is not 1848, 1898, neither is this 1948? Are you not aware this is the 21st century? And that the enemy, the common enemy we all have, is the people who have money, not color? So you are going to continue. And I say this to the police. You are the personal protection agency of rich people. So rich people make you feel that what you do is justified, and then they go and laugh at you behind your back because they can call you and give you a couple dollars, give you a little job so you make extra money somewhere, and they use you to continue to enforce racist policies when it's not about racism, it's about money. Have you not seen that the game has changed? Have you not seen that your common enemy is economics now and money and not the people? Will you wake up and realize that? Or are you so blinded by your color fury that your ancestors, your white ancestors, lost their power base and lost their ability to control that you're still stuck in something that happened 150 years ago and you can't see the light of day in, 20, in 2020? This is 2020. Wake up. Common enemy is not the color of our skin. Our common enemy is not you a brown person or you a white person. Our common enemy is money. If you don't, if you are not the CEO of Franklin Templeton Investments, you are not making any money. That person who is the CEO is making at least 10 to $15 million a year. That's who you need to fight. You don't fight. That woman, Amy Cooper, is an idiot. She doesn't make a million dollars a year. Because if she made a million dollars a year, she would act better. You know why she would act better? She has too much to lose. She has shareholders whom she's beholden to. She has a public that probably invests in Franklin Templeton Investments, so she can't afford to act out. That's all I know. She doesn't make that kind of money. She might make 100000 maybe 200000 to afford her rent in New York City, but she doesn't make a million dollars a year. 
because she would be mindful that whatever decision she makes is going to affect her bottom line. That's why the company she worked for took the unprecedented decision to fire her because they recognize that Franklin Templeton Investments has customers who are black, who have deep pockets. And when they saw that video, they're most likely to cancel their investment portfolio. They can't afford for that. So they took a blanket approach. They will pay her out, make a settlement with her, and fire her and pay her, give her a sum of money to go sit down somewhere. It's cheaper than the blowback they would have from the public sentiment. Our common enemy is not the color of my skin nor the color of your skin. Our common enemy is money. You don't get to feel like you have money because you have $10,000 available on a credit card. That's not money. That's money that you continue to owe that you will always be paying off. You don't believe me? People are so silly. They don't even know the value of money or understand money because you're all not paying attention. How many times do I have to say this over and over? We're not paying attention. Somebody is getting divorced. (laughs) She thinks they have money. All her money is on a credit card. She can use her credit cards as long as her husband is making the payment. She can indiscriminately walk into any store and buy it out and buy whatever she wants. They're about to get divorced. That's when she realizes it's not money. Because now they have to put up all their debt and divvy up the debt. Then she realized it wasn't money in the first place. This is the thing with white people that you don't understand. You are looking at the fact that you think you have credit. And so you have money on your credit card. That's not your money. That's money that you owe to someone, that they're going to come after you. And the more money you owe them, is the more they're going to come up, find a way to come after your assets. They put up a lien against your assets if you owe them more than $10,000. Go check it out. So while you're walking around feeling that you are better than others and you can do this, go figure it out. You still have a mortgage on your house because most of you carry a mortgage on your house. Very few of you do not have a mortgage. You all have a mortgage. 2020, our common enemy is not each other. Our common enemy is money. And the people who have money, who continue to pit us one against the other, make us fight and make us crunch. Because as long as they have us fighting against one another, we're not going to see how stacked the system is and how the system really is set up and is inequitable. We haven't changed much economically since the 1900s. You used to see all these movies made in the 1940s of poor street urchins who were so poor. At Christmas time, they would sit outside the department store and look at their betters inside the department store. We haven't changed much. People still walking the streets at Christmas time in winter and have nowhere to sleep, have nothing to eat. Nothing has fundamentally changed. And the people who own those department stores are still rich. You all understand how this works, right? So if J.C. Penney files for bankruptcy, you realize that it's J.C. Penney who files for bankruptcy. The folks who own J.C. Penney are not bankrupt. You all know that, right? Neyman Marcus filed for bankruptcy. The family who owns Neyman Marcus, they are not bankrupt. They didn't file for bankruptcy. They're not losing their homes because that's not how business works. When they see things start happening, they transfer their assets into another company that has no debt. Come on, people. Your common enemy is money and economics. Your common enemy is not fighting to send black people into prison. You are not getting any other money anyway. So what does it profit you? 
your profits a prison system? Do you have shares in a prison system? Do you own it? How many shares do you have? Show me your portfolio. 100 shares? You ain't got nothing. You are no different. And when the system of rocks tumbles down and the system overturns, you're going to find yourselves in the same place. If we have an economic bust right now, you're going to lose your house, your car, and everything else. You remember the crash of 2008 and everybody had to walk away from their uh, Mac mansions? Is that what? Mac Dreamy mansions or whatever? Same thing is about to happen again. And watch my words. If the Republicans gain control of the government in 2020, if they win the presidency in 2020, watch what happens in 2021. All of you are going to lose everything you've got. And the divide between the haves and the have-nots is going to be this high. Watch for it. Watch for it. If you think it's not happening, stay there. The government is a system of elites. The people who own the government and run the government, they're all part of one social class, the ruling class, and it ain't you and I. And they only let in whom they want. And until everybody wakes up and realizes that the system is taxed, that they give you credit so you feel empowered, and they give you credit so you feel like you have money, and they give you credit so you can go out and feel like you can spend money at a bar and you can spend money. And as long as you feel that way, you think you are better, you are being silly and being stupid at the same time. Meanwhile, the real rich men are sitting on a yacht and sipping mimosas, champagne that costs $500 a bottle, champagne that is so rare it's been cured for over 100 years, 120 years that they pay up to $1,500 a bottle, that they can afford to pour out on the girls who are dancing for them and lick it off their bodies while you're sitting over here acting like you're rich, living off their money. And they got a hook on you because they're going to give you the credit and give you more and more because the money is not even real anyway. It's all electronic, (laughs) right? That's the first thing you need to understand. And when you begin to understand that, then you will stop calling the police. And when the police realize that they are the unpaid protection agency of rich people and if people who believe they're elitist, maybe then they will wake up and stop putting their lives in danger. But how are you going to change someone's thinking overnight? How can you convince a police establishment that they're actually carrying out the whims and fences of very wealthy people whose interest it is to make people continually fight with one another. How can you convince them of that? They're not going to listen to me. And if you start talking as a white person, they're going to call you a liberal. They're going to call you uh, a nigger lover and they're because they don't want to face the truth. Most police officers barely earn enough. So they're always indebted. They have mortgages. They have to send their kids to college on credit and on loans. By the time they retire, they're still indebted. If they were to really sit down and follow the money and follow the facts, maybe that's why they're so angry all the time. That probably is why, because they go home and their wives are yelling because this bill didn't get paid. And after they arrest everybody and pull people over driving luxury cars, and they still are driving, you know, a pickup truck. They're mad as hell. Maybe that's what it is. But follow the money, my dude. Follow the money, and you will see that you're just a glorified security guard making sure 
that the masses don't rise up and go after the people who really have the money. That's all. And when the time comes, they're going to send the dogs on you too. You think it hasn't happened? I read a report on CNBC last year in which a group of very wealthy people in the country had gotten together to ask a social scientist what were his predictions because they feel wealthy people, a group of them, they feel that eventually there could be a revolution. And their role play question was, what if there's a revolution? Who would protect them? That's why they were doing all kinds of space exploration and so on to see if they could leave the planet because they felt that it was going to happen, right? So they said, well, they have their own protection. So if they're confident the police will back them up, but if the police can't keep the people at bay when they show up outside the gates of their homes, they have their own protection that would keep the, you know, the police and the people at bay. Imagine that. Then they said, but what if their own protection rose up against them? And that's when they said, well, I guess we would be screwed. We'd have to get on a plane, get on a thing to get out of the planet. Do you understand what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? This information is available. We're not reading. We're not taking time to read periodicals. Maybe that's why I have frown lines between my forehead, because I'm constantly reading. If you are not informed, if you don't read and you're not informed, how will you know what moves to make? We're all asleep at the switch. They have a system designed to make sure you don't gain access to money. I'm telling you, some of you folks are acting, you are gatekeepers, and you don't even realize that at the end of the day, when you go home, you think you're better than someone whom you just let go? No, you're not. You still are indebted to mortgage. You still have your kid's student loan to go pay off. You still can't do what you want to do. Everything you do is on credit. You have $50,000 saved up. What the hell is $50,000 compared to the $250,000 you owe on your, on your house? And some of you who are high-income earners, who think that you have enough money saved up for retirement, have you looked at the estimate? That stuff, you can go through it in five years with one illness. Because when you check it out, your insurance policy does not cover a lot of medical bills. You're going to have to do what the rest of us do, declare yourselves indigent and go on government health insurance. Did you all know that? Follow the money. You're not following the money. You're following the racist rhetoric and you're following the impulses of a society that is saying, I want to feel that the police are there to protect. Protect you from what? Protect you from what your ancestors did. They were foolish and you are continuing their same foolishness in the 21st century. What has changed? Fundamentally, nothing has. Have you read history? Have you read Charles Dickens, The Great, Great Expectations? Have you read Shakespeare? The more I read about history is the more I realize that very little has changed since the 1500s. It's still about the money. It always will be about the money. And until you get that idea, we will continue to fight against one another. Rich people right now are looking at black and white, still fighting, and they're like, we're good. This is rich people watching this. We're good. Let them fight. Because when they fight each other, we're safe. Don't let them turn and look upon us and look at how lavishly we live and how excessive our lifestyles are. Let them continue to fight. And you know what you are all doing? 
picking up the phone, like Miss Amy Cooper, and calling 911 in her justification, feeling that I am a privileged person because I'm white. What a lie. <laughs> right? <laughs> she started, that was a lie from the pit of hell, and she found that out yesterday. They just made her a settlement and got rid of her. She threatened to sue, and they said, okay, well, sue us all you want, but here's the clause. Here's what we're going to pay you. You can't work here anymore. She's going to write a tell-all book, and she's going to say who else is there. They will fire them all, too, so they will not be liable because it's about the money, and they're going to protect their bottom line. Meanwhile, she's left out there standing like a fool. You got to be like, what's her name, Megan Kelly. She said something wrong a couple of years ago, 2018, right after she was hired by NBC. It was the most ridiculous thing ever, y'all. Right? She made, but you know what she did? She followed the money. NBC had given her a contract thinking they were going to make a lot of money because a lot of people who followed her on Fox would switch over different programming. She did not fit with NBC at all and NBC's audience. But you know what happened when NBC decided to end their agreement with her? She was like, uh, the contract here says they have to pay her $64 million. She's $64 million richer. Why? Because she followed the money. She doesn't have to work again unless she wants to. She could start her own cable business, cable news network if she wanted to. She's $64 million richer. That's a lot of money, isn't it? She follows the money. You all are not following the money. When you start following the money, you're going to find the money is going to lead you to some names of people you've never heard of before. Those people stay out of the spotlight for a reason. They don't want it known who they are. They don't want people go looking them up on the Internet. They don't want to be mentioned because they don't want to be bothered. They don't want to have to worry about their security. They don't want to have to worry that when they travel, they travel in private jets more now than ever. Rich people don't travel commercial. They travel in private jets. They get a private jet to take them where they want to go. They have security like you would not believe because they are anticipating that people are going to rise up. So when they want to keep everybody calm, they trot out J-Lo to keep the Hispanics calm and Shakira, and put them on a, on a, a Super Bowl stage so that you won't think that the brown people who are trying to come across the border who are of the same ethnicity as J-Lo and Shakira, you don't want those people to rise up. So bring out their heroes. And J-Lo and Shakira were smiling all the way to the bank because, after all, they got paid. When they want to do calm the black community down, they trot out Jay-Z and Beyonce, and all of a sudden, Kim and Kanye become an, an, a thing. They trot them out so they distract you, so you don't think about it. And you all sit there and think, follow the money. Follow the money. It's all about the money. It's about where the money is coming from. It's about who is using the money. It's about what do you do with so much money. When it comes right down to it, that's what this is all about. It's about the money. And my friends, it's time for us to recognize that and start dealing with it. It's time for us to understand 
that the mistakes that were made 150 years ago, it would be silly of us to continue to make those mistakes with as much knowledge and information as we have today. You can look up anybody on the Internet. You're doing a Google search on me. How about doing a Google search on the richest families in America? How about looking up where they live? When you recognize how much money they have, that the struggles that are common to you, that you have to worry about things like what if you get sick. Now, imagine you work for somewhere like an investment bank or you work for a bank or the government and you're about to retire. And you look at your 401k portfolio and you look at what possible retirement is going to look like. And you look at how much money you're going to earn in retirement and how much money you have saved. And you realize that one sickness, one bout of illness can cost you over $200,000. That's like one third of what the money you just saved up. What if your spouse gets sick? So before where you thought, oh my God, we can sell our house, but you're going to buy a mortgage on another house. So you start adding it up and you say, well, we're only going to make 1200 from Social Security. That can be your little bank. You know, we can go shopping with that or whatever, get my groceries with that. But then you didn't factor in if one of you gets ill. So you say, okay, we'll take out life insurance. Life insurance is for the people who are left behind. <laughs> it's not for you to live off. Follow the money. Can I just ask you this silly question? How many of you out there have term life insurance? Can I just ask you that? Term life insurance is a means of investment. Term life insurance as one of the money tools that is available so that in 10 years you can have the cash value of it if you pay, continue to pay it. How many of you use that? See, they don't want you to know because they don't want you to be financially empowered. They select every year whom they want to promote from the arts, you know, the, 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 the arts, the entertainment, entertainment, right? So the actors, actresses, and so on, they select whom they want. They're chosen. And they trot, they make arrangements with them. They trot them out. It's just like the preachers. The same thing with the preachers, too. The preachers fall into the same category. The preachers have 2,000 people in Anybody with over 100 people in a congregation are votes. That's 100 votes. That's a lot of votes. So they reach out to you and they say, well... I can get your vote. I want to get to your people. What is it going to take? They make arrangements with you that this is the message we want to put out to the community. If you follow the money, you will see where the money takes you. And when you find where the money takes you, it's going to look a whole lot different. And then you will find that maybe this is not for me. You ever look at some... Have you noticed preachers today are not preaching and railing against the system much? That's because the very same system is paying them. You do realize that. And they have people within the system who are taking care of it. You ever notice some preachers just get up and just get up something? Somebody is paying them somewhere. We need to follow the money. Take the notice. Off of the people. Take the notice. Off of the color of my skin, the color of your skin, and start following the money. It will lead all the way to Wall Street. It will lead all the way to the Federal Reserve. You hear about the Fed changing interest rates. You ever wonder who owns the Fed? The Federal Reserve is not a government agency. It's an oversight agency. 
The Federal Reserve is owned and operated by all the wealthy people in the country, the extremely wealthy people. They're the ones who determine what interest rates are going to be because they're the ones who sell loans. Loans are not necessarily you go down and sign up for and put your house on the block. Loans are credit cards. Loans are student loans. Loans are payday loans. <laughs> Those are the people who own the money. It's, I, don't, I can't speak for other countries, but here in America, it's all about the money. And that same money is fast creating a caste system where if you don't have money, you don't have power. You have no access. This is not about inherited wealth that people own lands and lands and they can rent out the lands and so they have influence. That's not what this is about. This is expressly built on how much money you have. How much money can you access? And when you start thinking about it in those terms, it is going to change the way you view the society. It's going to change the way you think. But first, you need to start thinking. I need to get you to think. If you can start thinking, then just maybe, like those four police officers from Minnesota who were fired, maybe they're still caught up in their power. I wasn't wrong. He was just a nigger. He was nobody anyway. He was just a a scum of the earth. Really? Yourselves will find out who is come of the earth when you appear before a judge being charged for murder. And then the only job you can get after that is working as a security guard. Because you thought you were there to protect white people from the scum, right? And then you found out that when it suits these very same white people, they switch sides on you, depending on which way the political wind is blowing. The political winds of favor are not blowing in racist rhetoric, it's, it's, not, it's not working that way. It's done. That was a wild experiment, and it's done. What it did was damage the country. We have issues in America. We didn't want the whole world to know our issues. But now they see that our biggest issue is the one we've been trying to fix and run away from, and we're like, oh, God, help us. This is a runaway train. We've got to bring it back. We wanted people to think that we're a land of the free and home of the brave. We're full of opportunity. We treat everyone equally based on the fact that you're human. We welcome people who are dispossessed and disenfranchised. That was our messaging. We speak with a gentle voice, but we have the power and might. That was how we were. And then all of a sudden, the world saw that, are you kidding me? It was always there in the movies that we made. It was always there in the sounds that black people were making and brown people were making. But we had a cover over it. And we made you think we're all apple pie. And as long as we make apple pie in America, we're all good. We're fine. And we welcome you. And then we followed up. Whoops, that apple pie went right through the door. So this wild experiment in racism is, has ended. It's not about to end. It's over. It's done. They're not going to do it again. They're going to make sure this does not happen. Again, watch my words. Watch it. They're going to make sure this never comes back because they did not like the way it made us all look. And they're going to effect control. The same system that police officers think they're protecting the power 
of white people to do this and do that. The same system is going to come down hard on them. And they're going to be like, depart from me, I don't know you. Those same police officers are calling people right now to get them out of this jam, get them reinstated, get their jobs reinstated because they feel it's their right. And they didn't do anything wrong. After all, they were just doing what everybody had told them to do. They're finding that nobody's answering their calls. Nobody wants to talk to them. They're finding that they'd have to put their house up to pay a lawyer. That's the biggest thing. (laughs) So now you suddenly find out what it means to be black. When you randomly charge black people, their families have to put up their house too to pay legal fees. And because you own the system and the prosecutors, you made sure that they lost everything. Now you're about to lose everything. Because what you have come to realize too late is that it was about the money. People, and white people in particular, I'm speaking to you now. You can't continue to use 911 as your customer service hotline because you don't like the color of my skin or his skin. Or you don't like the color of my sons or you don't like the color of the skin of my daughters. It's over for that. We're going to sue you for that. We're going to make sure you don't have a job anywhere. We're going to make sure we take everything you've got because that's what your ancestors did that is running through your DNA that empowers you and emboldens you to think that you can continue to do this. Understand that that day and time is over. We're not going to sit back and let you push us into jail and shoot people running through a neighborhood because you just feel like it. We're going to sue you. And make sure you never have money so that you feel what it feels like to be dispossessed and disenfranchised, just like my ancestors did, and just like what you are trying to do to the generations after me. This is what you want, then this is what you're going to get. The playing field has to be level. You always talk about a level playing field. Oh, it exists. Racism doesn't exist. Well, now you're going to feel what it feels like. Amy Cooper is going to go knocking on other companies' doors and find that nobody wants to be associated with her. And if she didn't own the little two-bit apartment that she probably is paying over $2,500 or $3,500 a month for, if she didn't own it, she's going to find herself packing up and going crawling back into whatever country place she came from with her parents because she won't be able to get a job anywhere. And the high lifestyle that she thought she was she owned and was paying for on her unlimited credit limits, she's going to find that, wow, all of a sudden, there is a limit to it when you don't pay the bill. Hello? Hello? Time to follow the money, isn't it? The time for racism is up. That time when we used, when white people used 911 as their customer service hotline, to lie on black people. Amy Cooper lied on this black man. So did the man in Oklahoma. He lied on the man that the man was a trespasser, when the man was lawfully delivering goods as part of his job. But they called in and lied. They lied on Tamir Rice. They lied on on George Floyd. Didn't they just lie on him? That he broke, that disturbed the peace, when in fact, he didn't. They, they were already there posting the picture online. The lies that you make up to justify your racist actions. And the police back it up. 
Do you now see the truth? I've told you the truth. It's a system. The system is what's wrong. And you now have suddenly found yourself at the mercy of said system. My name is Harry Kemek. Thank you for joining me. It's Wednesday morning. Hope you're having a good week. It's getting interesting around here. I hope the people from the state of Michigan hear me out. Too many people have contacted me that they didn't get their unemployment. What's up with that? We need to find out what is going on with that. We need to to, to get to the bottom of it. Release the people's money. Go to my website, harrietkemmick.com, as well as listen to my podcast on other podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stream, myself, and most importantly, I do want you to buy my book, Through the Fire. Through the Fire tells the experience of a woman who was held captive by a man who claimed to love her but who beat her up. I want you to get this book. It has all the details that you want. Sometimes we're warriors. We like to read other people's stories. It's page-turning. You're not going to regret this. Through the Fire is available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. It's translated into all languages across the world. So if you're in India or if you're in Bangladesh, or you're in New Zealand, wherever you are in the world, go to Amazon.com in your country and order through the fire. It will blow your mind. Thank you so much for your support. Join me again tomorrow as we continue to talk about the issues that matter. Stay with me and follow me on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram as we continue to talk about the news of the day. I am so grateful for your participation and support this morning. And I thank you for joining us. Be blessed, everybody. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.